0: Are you ready? Last weekend we spoke on how to build a strong spirit. Now God wants you to have a strong spirit because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Now, if I can say, take a pen and make some notes if it's possible. Otherwise, you can re-listen to this broadcast for free. And uh, the the, the phenomenal thing is that your born-again experience is the greatest miracle. I've seen the dead raised. I've seen the cripple walk by the grace of God. I've seen phenomenal miracles. I've seen money manifest, gold manifest, world manifest. But that's not the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle sits in this building this morning. You once were lost. Now you are saved. Hallelujah. (laughs) Once upon a time, the devil was your jockey. And now you ride him. (laughs) Come on, somebody. And uh, you're the greatest miracle. And God didn't save you to be weak. And defeated. We deal with so many people in this time. And the problem is not the congregation's problem. It's the preachers all over. We never taught the people how to be that giants and that strong people that can do the works of Jesus and greater works. That's what Jesus said while you are here. He said, the works I have done, you will do them also. Say, I will do the works of Jesus. And I will do greater works. See, you're destined for greater works. Say, I am destined for greater works. Now, now, I want to help you because we are in August. And August is the number eight. Now, I'm not in numbers like I said last Sunday. Uh, it's a fresh start. It's a fresh, fresh start. Say, it's a fresh start for me it's it's to higher horizons it's to greater breakthroughs it's the supernatural god wants you to end so strong in 2021 you may have a few setbacks a few weeks and days ago and you go through stuff but god wants you to end as a giant in the lord and are you ready to be that giant now, this morning, I want to help you, help to build a strong soul dimension, mind. And it's all in the Bible, and uh, people say, we don't want to hear that. We want to hear Zamba, Shabaka, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho he, he, he. B- great revelations. I say, yeah, with all the great revelations, we have people still defeated. When the music is gone and the elder is not there and the preacher is not there and the apostle and the prophet is not there for a word. You see, people never live victorious. Well, God wants you to be that victorious one. The person that can impact Jesus' whole life was a life of impact. Somebody say impact. And God called you to be impact. Now, this is the the powerful thing because you are here to fulfill your life mission. Say, I have a life mission and God wants you to fulfill that life mission. Because there's seven unchangeable, and as much as I can, faith comes by hearing. And as much as we can deposit your seven unchangeable callings in your life, that God designed you, and it's universal. Every person was designed, since Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, to live out these seven unchangeable Callings upon your life. Come on, somebody. The, because that's why it's not a title business. Who's who in the charismatic zoo? And you must watch out my title and my post. No! When the revival Heat God told me by the Holy Spirit, He said, the end time move will be nameless and faceless. It will be the whosoever is available. Ask your neighbor quickly, say, Are you available? Now I, I want to help you because that you can get out. And if there's one thing that I can help people with is why are you here on the face of the earth? Now, I know you never. I had years ago a thing. I think, why do I exist? I hate every day of my life. Did you ever have? You're so honest. You're going straight to heaven. The other ones that don't raise their hands that look at me. Oh, they're going to lay hands on me and you today. Listen, people, that you ever wonder, if you can grasp why God designed you and why you are alive, you will live your life phenomenal. Now, don't think because God has such a great assignment, somebody say great assignment, upon your life that the devil is going to fold his arms and let you live it. He's going to fight you. Daniel chapter 7 25. Uh, End time. This is the end time strategy of the enemy. How Satan wants to change your whole way of living. And what God wants to do through you. You see a lot of people are waiting for God to do something for them. While God is waiting to do things for us. Daniel chapter 7 and 25 says this. Hallelujah. And he shall speak words. The enemy. Against the most high God. How many times that the enemy tries to influence your mind to say it's not worthwhile, it's not gonna work. Ah, where's God? Why didn't Jesus heal? Why doesn't Jesus provide? Why doesn't he help me in my situation? He will speak words against the most high God and shall wear out, wear out the saints of the most high God. So Satan's plan is to get you tired. Weary, toss in the towel, quit. You want to give up in life. You move from significance to existence. I just exist. I have so many people. They say the only thing I'm waiting now for, I'm going to do nothing is Maranatha, Jesus is coming. I'm waiting. I said, man, I cannot wait for until that time when I start serving the Lord in 1969. That's 52 years ago. People say Jesus is coming. And 52 years later, I'm still waiting. And I am realize if he comes right now, we're in big trouble. Because we did not fulfill our life mission. You have a mission in life. You're not here by accident. You're not here just because God didn't know what to do with extra clay. You're here. He designed you. Called you planned you, ordained you, (laughs) my word, He, he, he predestined you, he set you apart, Ephesians chapter 1. So Satan's plan is to influence your mind that you will not believe what God designed you for, And then he comes with all, with COVID, lockdown, financial. What problems you have is to wear you out. Did you know that was in the Bible? He wants to wear you out. Why? Because he understands your great assignment. God needs, he chose you. Didn't choose angels that hearken immediately to his voice. He chose earthen vessels that are always standing before the choice of taking the risk, obey God, or sit in comfort and just carry on. In Afrikaans, we say, Plutermanet voort." While God said, You are the change agent, I want to use. To change the world. Come on people. Now this is the phenomenal thing. Because I need to build a strong healthy mind. Information doesn't change people. You can have all the information in the world. How many people know what not to do. And they still do it. And then when trouble hits. They want to blame God. The Bible says people make wrong choices and then they blame God and angry with God after their wrong choice. So, what God wants you to do is He wants you to build a strong mind. And this is the the great thing that we need to discover because when you read Daniel 7 and you discover Satan's strategies to wear you out, get you tired. Get you in a place of no hope and then start walking in unbelief and in doubt and in anger and, and hatred and unforgiveness and yeah, and instead of praying for them and ya this one and ya that one and that's how we go on and on and on. And we are wasting valuable time to change history in a nation. Now the amens are very, 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 flow weak this morning. But let me get to the thing. Because scripture tells me, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, out of the New Living Translation, it says, do not be conformed to the patterns of the world. Now what pattern is the world? The world is in absolute fear. Christians... Are in a fear, they are in panic mechanic. What 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 movie did Leon Schuster do? Oh shucks at Schuster as a "Zulu, up my stoop. They are in panic, they are in fear. They they, they 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 lost hope. And this is what the translation says: don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing. Now who know? We hate the word change. We don't like change. We are people that want to be set in our ways. I said in the 8 o'clock service, uh, I have also my ways. I cannot drink coffee with cold milk. It tastes like castor oil to me. Everything about me was beige. You know, I come out of the Blue Rockies many years ago, so I had beige shoes and beige clothes, khaki. Our car was khaki, and even the dog was khaki. Everything khaki. So I'm in America. I came back. I saw this some of my stuff. I had boots. I wear these boots. That out of 19 foot sack when Van Riebeek came with the Titanic in Cape Town and my boots was gone. I was angry. Where's my boots? No, we thought it's 20, 30 years old, we had to throw it away. Who gave you the perm? No, no, we, we cannot see on that. You know, the children start changing me. Kayla took me to a, a barber shop and it was a Pakistani. Now, I didn't know if before they cut your hair they first slap your head. chop, cha, clap me. And I thought they gonna clap no for my grave. So I was sitting there. Went clap 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 clap. And she said, "Opa, I want you to be the most funky opa. I'm gonna tell him how to cut your hair." So he was cutting, and she said, "Cut a thing in here, a line." And you know, it was that with that big, like cave. Oh, Jesus. When he finished and I saw myself, I think, how in the world? She said, don't worry, you'll get used to it. You see, that's the problem. At this age, you are settled. And I was thinking about that as true as the Lord. That's how we are. Help me somebody. Because don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into what? A new person. How? By changing the way you think. Because you don't think in your big toe. You don't think in your ear. You think with your mind. And that's biblical people. That's the scripture. He says, then you will learn. To know. What does God wants me to do? God wants me to know. What was that little game we play when we were children? They tie your eyes and then you need to blend them all. And you go on the voices. Satan doesn't want you to know. God has a detailed plan for your life. He's got the right place, the right husband, the right wife, the right children, the right place to worship, the right business, the right job. He's got everything lined up. Do you think God just put you on the face of the earth and say, So fluffy, fatala? No. He designed you. And I can prove it to you in the Bible. If you go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Amplified classic. I'm going to knock out by the word of God and his grace and his mercy. Everything. What Satan tries to poison your mind. And to say this is all what there is in life. I'm trusting God for Mocha Java. And for cocoa ice cream. Now all what I get is a vanilla. Now that's not what God has in store. God wants to give you my word. Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse number 10. If they can quickly put it on the screen for me. I want to help you to understand. He says, for we are God's own handiwork. Say, I'm God's handiwork. Do You know, God made you perfect with that nose. Some of you have been bops in family noses. And some of you have uh, window shopping noses. And, and then you know my nose, God had extra clay. stuck it up, pushed his fingers in and said, that's a nose. And poor Tasha also said with this nose. And now uh, he says, for we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Listen to the next word. Recreated. Born again. Born anew. In Christ Jesus. That why? Why am I born again? Remember that old song. Now I'm serving God 52 years, Jack, and we sang a song. When we all when we all get to heaven, what a day. And all what everybody had was to go to heaven. But the Bible says you were recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do. do you hear the word do They Say it's work. It doesn't say God's going to do it. It doesn't say the angel's going to do it. It doesn't say the pastor's going to do it or the apostle or the prophet and whatever. It says so that we may do those good works. Good works. Which God predestined. Who planned it? God. Now I need a prophet now. Now I need the apostle. I need now some information. No, no. God already. Prophecy must only confirm what's in the word. <laughs> he says, predestined. Plan beforehand for us. Say, I've just said, uh, saw my name there. The us is you. For us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should just look at them. No, walk in them. The next word is living. So, God has predestined me and he has a plan worked out. Now he wants me to walk in that path. That walk in that path means loving the good life uh, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. God worked every detail of your lives out. Finest detail. Satan tries to derail it. He tries to bring you no hope. He tries to sidetrack you. Now now the question is, and I must say this, God is more interested that my mind will change than him changing my circumstances. Now we don't like that. God give me, my name is Jivy. God will you change him, change her. Oh God, make a plan. God said, I can change anything. But if I don't change you, aren't we phenomenal? We had years ago a musician. He gave me the days of my life. Many, many years ago. And me and him con- could sing. He sang nur and I sang And But he could play. I mean the, the piano moves. He could play and we sang. I mean that time I could sing. But the day when he's out of his mood, and when I didn't do something that he didn't, or did something that he didn't like, he will get behind the piano and that fast songs, you know. Then he play them in slow motion. And then he showed me, he said, I'll show you. And one day I was praying. I said, God, I had enough of this. Either you make a plan or I'm going to really make a plan. I'm going to get the Americans with an axe. Bender. And I heard the Lord. That changed my life. Do you think I love you more than him? Lord, forgive me. I repent. I'm sorry. He said, I just love him as much. And supernaturally, God did something. Now, this is how we operate. This is the system of the world. Now, now, God is more interest for me to change my mind because he can change all my circumstances. If my mind does not change, I'll be back in the same or even worse in the next three, four weeks. It's a proven fact. People win the lotto. 130 million, 20 million, 5 million. And they say after a year to three years, those people that had nothing, they won the lotto, and after three years, because they never changed their mind about that, they were in a worse condition than they've been before they won the lotto. It's a mind thing. And changing your most valuable asset you have in life is your mind. That's why Paul addressed the believers and he says... God wants you to know. It's not a mystery. God doesn't hide it. God doesn't say, I don't want to tell you. He wants you to know what is good, is acceptable and perfect. Well, that's all what God has in store. He doesn't have that university of cancer to teach you a lesson, university of poverty to teach you a lesson, university of COVID to teach you a lesson. That's not what God, God is not the author of confusion or any negative thing. Help me, people. Now we become smart and say a new revelation and we have this apostolic thing and the next thing. Now I'm not against this, but it doesn't help people. And it's a proven fact what we saw during this last 19 months. It was only the people with renewed minds that went through the people with the big revelations. Now where to find? And the problem is the preachers. I said in the beginning. We to blame, I repented years ago, that we didn't teach the people how to have the mind of Christ, to think like Jesus, do like Jesus, operate like Jesus, manifest like Jesus. Because we were trained, you need a superstar on the platform. And he is the alpha, no, unbiblical. Unbiblical when the revival hit this church in 2013 that went on for more than six years. I was one night standing in the meeting, in the worship church packed to capacity in our previous building. And the next moment in the worship, the power of God hit me on my forehead, and I fell to the floor. Later that night. I opened my eyes and saw the church is quite, the lights is not so bright and because, you know, we broadcast. And Sean Pilate, I said, must I still preach? He said, Dad, the church is over long ago. I said, who preach? He said, Pastor Yaku and Shokert. Now, that's services I like. You know, I don't need to do anything. Trevor Baker, out of the UK, Dudley. From England, contact me. He said, "I was watching the broadcast, and God showed me an angel came with a coal of fire and touched you, because there services God doesn't want you to preach. So I've learned it. You have capacity, potential, ability and the quality. Because the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is inside of you. Come on, people. The devil wants to put you in a limitation. Somebody didn't like you. Somebody said stuff about you. And now you made that kind of thoughts your own. Why do I need to manage and change my mind and protect my mind and develop my mind? Three things that I want to give you. Number one. Because my thoughts controls my life. My thoughts. The thought that you feed the most is the direction your life is going to go. And I used the example last Sunday about this Cherokee uh, American native Indian. Grandfather, the chief, he had his two grandsons with him, and he looked at him and he was busy teaching them. And he said, Sons, in every person on the face of the earth, there are two wolves in them fighting seven days a week, 24-7. He said, There's a white wolf and a black wolf. Now, this is not racist, this is just what the Cherokee grandfather said. And the one grandson said, now, grandfather, which one win? He said, son, the one you feed the most is the one that's going to win. What possesses your thought life? What controls your mind is the one that's going to rule you and overtake you. Now your physical body is the connection on the face of the earth. That's why you can see me. Your spirit man makes contact with the spirit world. That's God's world. But between your spirit man and your physical man is a thought life, the mind. And if the mind was not important, listen, why will God, whenever he, he greets somebody that was defeated, say mighty man of valor? Why did he saw potential in Peter? When Peter said, my God forbid that you die, he said, get behind me, Satan. Because he said, you think <laughs> like the devil. You think like the world. You think like a carnal man. You don't think the things of the spirit. So why do I need to continually feed my mind, change my mind, bring hope? Listen people, because your thought life controls your life. The scripture there is in Proverbs chapter 4:23. I'm reading from the TEV translation. Be careful how you think. That's the Bible. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Your life. When I moved to Cryfontaine in 1990 December, I gave up buildings and property and a congregation, and I came to a town, Cryfontaine, with nothing. Took over that little church here next to the N1. That was a petrol station. The Pentecostal Upper Hall. With three ladies. First service, 14 people. Within three months, church packed to capacity. It couldn't sit a lot of people. Maybe 130 people or whatever it said. And I had a continual fight. Because I had so many things against me. And then the Satan worshippers came. And then, uh, by word, uh, the ministers came. And everybody came. Say, you're never going to make it. This is a graveyard for ministers. What did you do that God sent you here? You're never going to survive here. And... uh, uh, vet mayor was, was the the was mayor. When we t- moved into Bicloftal, I had him there as the mayor to break the curse over Cryfontaine, where the owner that donated this farm to the municipality said, this place is so sandy, not even a tortoise can survive here because this was the place with the most family murders, the most divorce cases, the most repossessions, the most everything. And we were so poor that I walked 76 miles away Week with my feet in the town. Didn't have money for bus fare, for a train. But I had to hold on. And then the phone calls come, and then the pastors get me. I was driving a lighter on a little bucky. If you switch the thing off, it cannot get started again. Then they in brand new Crusaders. Then he said, See, Toy, you have a Cryfontaine mentality. You go nowhere. You know, the people cannot take you anywhere. And he was Poisoning my minds, my friends. That's why I've learned be cautious whom you allow to speak into your life. Be cautious, be very cautious whom you allow to give you advice. And then by the grace of God, I cried, I repent. Satan worshipers challenged us up on Table Mountain. Me and Johan Heidenrecht went. We couldn't get the car up in first gear. and second gear, we had to reverse that Opel Capitan. That's in the early 80s. And the Satan, while the church, it was winter, it was May month. While the Christians on Sunday night moan because of our service. We went up there, hundreds, hundreds on Signal Hill. Hundreds of people, teenagers, middle age, old age people, Satan worshippers, cursing the town and Cape Town with heart attacks, divorces, bankrupt marriages. and I was standing there amazed what happened that night. I can tell you stories, but I had to learn by His grace, renewing and we have a pastor that's a, a boffin on this subject Pastor Jeff, he had a foot operation and he's phenomenal in this and uh, subject I had to learn daily to feed my mind with the word, there's only two places in the Bible that gives you instruction to do it, when you don't feel like it, when you feel like it you must do it because the Thought that takes hold of your mind will depend on your character, your attitudes, and the way you're going. Now why number two? Because my mind is the battleground. Birds can flow, oh, fly over your head, but they don't need to make a nest there. I know of people 20, 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, parents made remarks about them and somebody said something. And they're still in a prison today fighting that thought. You'll never be anything good. Nothing will come out of you. you useless. You think you, and you're and this black sheep and uh, you're never going to make it. You'll be an alcoholic. You'll be a drug addict. I, I know people. And we had to set them free by the blood of Jesus and by changing the mind. School principal called me in, Mr. Klopper, I could hotwire a car that take a car steal. He said, and you're never going to make it in life. And I had to prove Mr. Klopper wrong. If I ever write a book, it will be the title. Mr. Klopper, I've proved you wrong. Because that thought was in my mind. And then you have parents, you know, uh, la da people, but didn't show emotions to children. And you had to fight that. Because the battle in your mind is every day. And this is what the Bible says in Romans chapter 7, 22, 23. Living Bible translation. And that's Paul. He says, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is (laughs) concerned. I want to do God's will as a born again believer. He says, but there's something else deep within me that is, listen, a war. That is a war. Did you see the word war there? That is a war with my mind. Do you know this is in the Bible? Do you know this is in the Bible? It's in Romans. He says, <laughs> He says, it's at war with my mind. The power, this power, makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Now, if you can circle a word there, (laughs) it's another power. The word war with my mind. Because the enemy dropped that bomb in your mind. He works with the speed of a thought. Now I can never tell you, people will come to me and say, I'm not coming back because that person didn't greet me. And I think, I'm serving God 52 years. I cannot tell you who greets me and who doesn't greet me because I greet them first. You know, it's not in my mind. Well, that person was nasty with me. I said, I'll add a few nasty people, but that's not going to change my way of operating. I have a mandate. You have a mandate. We have the same mandate. And this is the thing. What Paul was addressing. That's why I must I must renew my mind, manage my mind, my thoughts, control my life. And then I must listen because my mind is the battleground. If you think it, you'll be it. If you think it, nothing happens just automatically. You you don't do something and say, oh my word. I don't think about it. No, no, no. You were programmed, designed by God. It's somewhere in the mind a thought comes up. Because we're not robots, people. There's not one. Your mind. can be bedridden and have a strong mind the last thing that goes of any person that exits out of this world into the eternity is their mind it was told us a story and it's a true fact this man was in a coma now recently covered all the situations and he heard the doctor said we're going to switch off the machine we'll give time until tomorrow morning There's no hope. The next morning when the doctor came there, this man was standing next to his bed dressed up. Doctor said, my word. He said, no, I heard every word. So now I decide I'm not going to die. This is the last thing. Your mind. Now this is a biblical thing. Because as a person thinketh, In his heart. So is he. And if that war is going on. What people said. He said. She said. They said. The other thing. The mistakes. Whoever made a mistake since he served Jesus. I made so many mistakes in my life. But I cannot be parked there. God remained faithful. Your greatest enemy with your mind is when you park in the past with past hurts, disappointments. He said, she said, they said. I sat in front of a doctor and he told me I'm going to die in a week. 2003. I looked at him and he said, you're going to die. It's over. I'll bury you next week. I got such a shock and boldness came in me and I had to hijack that thought that that thing, I will not let that bird. What's the right word for making manure in my mind? I said, doctor, I hear what you say, but there's a word higher than your word. And your word will bow before that word. He chased me out. He said, be Monday in my consulting room. That's 2003. 2004, the president phoned me and he said, We have nominated you to run for South Africa for the Olympics with Athens with the flag. And I thought, I better go back to the doctor because you know, I'm a grandfather, I'm not so young anymore. And when the doctor, same doctor, said that I'm gonna die, I was shocked. He said, I thought you're dead and buried long ago. And in 2004, there's the pictures. I ran for South Africa for the Olympics with Athens with the Olympic flame. I don't show you this to say I'm important. No, I'm just showing you. Don't let the enemy mess with your mind. Your mind is the avenue. You need to get information. Information needs to be... uh, uh, Nolan, bring the lion there at the back, the one I painted. And uh, your, your information needs to become a revelation that through revelation there will be a transformation. Through transformation there will be activation of the information so that you can live out what God has designed you to be. Otherwise, you have that war and you decide... Who's going to win the war? Satan has no authority over you. Here again, say after me, say Satan has no authority over me. And I said in the Afrikaans service long, I want to say that word from the from the pulpit. In Luke chapter 10 verse 18, Jesus said in Afrikaans, Oh, I desire to see that word long ago that's in the Bible Afrikaans Bible I didn't swear he said I saw Satan like a lightning cast out look I give unto you the authority the dominion and the power now there's a reason I show this stuff My mother was a phenomenal painter. Some of her artwork is in other parts of the world. And Oma always said, I said, I'm going to paint. Then she said, you cannot paint. You can only preach and carry a Bible. So Oma was saying this for years. At the age of 50, I developed a technique to start painting with toothpick, toothpick. Flowers and lavender and stuff. And I had to prove Omar wrong that I can paint. You're only as limited in your life as what you believe you are. Because with a renewed mind, all things are possible. So three weeks ago, I complete this lion and this is going to the US. Now, Now, the reason I'm telling you this, the same capacity sits in this building this morning to change the world. God wants to use whoever is available to heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, speak in tongues, take up poisonous things and nothing will. Now, now, that's God's desire for you. The world said lockdown, COVID, die, no business, no money. It's going to go worse. And No, I've seen what God can do in the lockdown time. Not having services for weeks and months, and you need to, you run a big budget and hell, what God can do. Not even by asking. Because I've learned I need, listen, to renew my mind, my thoughts, control my life. I need to because my mind is the battleground. Whatever I accept in my mind, good or bad, is what's going to happen. You process it. And then your mind carries the ability with a born again new spirit. That you have the ability to change the world. That your mind can put a damper, a lid on your spirit man. They had a a circus in Europe where a man took fleas, floyer. And he put it in a jar. And he put the lid on the jar. And these fleas are jumping up and down. And later on, they discover we jump against the lid. So let's reset our minds and just jump a little lower. So he can take off the lid. Not one flea jumps out of that bottle. Something with a brain like this. Now, an elephant can bring destruction in communities. Now, it was born for nature. It can turn a train upside down. Big elephant bulls. They capture this little elephant, tie a chain around his back leg, and put a big pole in the ground. So this little wild elephant tries to, and he breaks because his nature. I was designed to be free. But later on, the skin start going through and he developed pain. And then in his mind, he discovered instead of walking eight steps, if I do seven, there's no pain. So he start programming him every day. Walk seven, walk seven, walk seven. And he's growing up with walk seven. When the circus come, they climb to the little rope like this. And a little broomstick they hit in. That same thing that can bring destruction. What happened? They changed the mind of a beast into something else. And Satan used that same strategy. You were born to be free. You were born to be powerful. You were born by God. He predestined. He chose you. He chose you above angels. He, he laid his hands upon you. He shed his blood for you. And he said you can make it. That's why, be cautious what you think. Paul says, this battle inside of me, I want to do pro- exactly, he said, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned. But there's something else deep within me that is a war with my mind. I remember years ago, when I went in depression, I end up in a medical institution that some of you don't even know the story. I went bonkers. Completely. My kidney poisoned my mind and body and depressed. Suicidal. 1974. And then the psychiatrists say, you're going to be a basket case. And they put us on their tablets. That years they didn't have the modern things. You you do the stickline shuffle. You walk like this. The drew comes out your mouth. Everybody there. And I thought, Jesus. My pastor came to see me. At that time, I was the karate champion. Now, please don't Meet me at the back and say, I want to deliver you now. I was the Eastern Transvaal Junior Karate Champion. In this condition. My mother had a fit when she saw what condition I was in. My pastor came and he said, I have a word from God for you. I was a young man, teenager. He said, within 11, the number 11, you'll be out of this place. But your part is... Start thinking what God is saying. Stop thinking what they are saying. On the day, 11 weeks, I was out of that place. Never looked back. Because if I had to settle. now, Now, so I understand people and this is the war that we fight and that's why my word you cannot, there's three things in this life against you, the world around you, it wants to swallow you in but you have victory over the world 1 John chapter 5, this is how we overcome the world by our faith you have Satan against you Satan will try anything, it's not your husband, not your wife, not your children not the government, it's Satan's strategy To get you not to live the phenomenal thing God wants to do through you. And you have victory over Satan. Say, I have victory over Satan. Say it again. Say, I have victory over Satan. You have it. And then you have the inner fight. That's the greatest fight. And the only way how you overcome that inner fight... Is by changing the way you think. Who in this building or our viewers was ever angry with somebody? Who ever hates somebody? Now, it's a strong word. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Jesus have mercy. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Kumbaya, my Lord. What was that emotion? It was a driving force. The, the, the people never developed the, the petrol bomb. I designed it. It's true. 1970. Tasha was born in 77. In 77, I designed it. Long before there was petrol bombs, I had it up here. Because of people that did me wrong and angry. Now, now, please don't say, my No, no. It's because of my anger and my hatred I had for this family. And then everything went wrong. God couldn't answer my prayers. I was in a state until I discovered Mark chapter 11. When you pray, forgive so that you can be forgiven. So I was not forgiven because I was holding on to this, what people did to me. And that was in the prime time of ministry. And that day I decide to forgive and let go. Can I have five minutes to tell you that story? I was now out of Pretoria. I was in Benoni. And uh, the day when God was dealing with me in a Dad Hagen service of forgiveness, I decided I'm going to forgive this people. But I said, God, I'll forgive them. But please don't let them come near me. Now, who knows? That's not forgiveness. I'm 60 miles away, I think, from them. That Sunday night, I normally came out of the, 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 the office right on the stage. You know, black suits, white ties, me and the elders and the demons, ah uh, I mean the deacons. And you know, when we come through that door with a black suit, a white tie, everybody dressed, it looks like, save the penguins, save the penguins, save the penguins. And as I came to the pulpit, that same family that I haven't seen in years was sitting right here. And I said, God, I'm immediately angry. Said that's not what I ordered. Said I told you I'll forgive them, but you mustn't bring them. And I could see the Lord smile. That was the shortest service and the most boring one I've ever preached. Now, you know, I'm a good old Baptist. I stand at the door and greet everybody. That service, I slip out there and let everybody. Got in my car and driving and so angry. As many moons ago. I said, God, that week God was dealing with me. I said, the fight in your mind, if you don't deal with this thing, this thing is going to take you down. I said, okay, God, I'll, uh, the only way how I can really forgive. now. I, this is not in the notes, so I don't know where this comes from. Maybe it's going to help somebody. I said, I choose to forgive them by faith. I don't feel like it, but I'll do it by faith. So next Sunday, I'm back there. And before the Save the Penguins came up, I run around the building, first see if there's not a car registration with TP. That was Pretoria's registration number in the parking lot. I peep through the window, see if they're not there. I open the door and first through the keyhole. Then I open the door and see if they're not there. And when they're not there, the actress up again and I walked in and preached and did everything that's why I've become street wise you know people I've learned you can have all these qualities but if your mind and your heart is not right that acting is not going to help you so now I'm preaching and I'm free next Sunday I forgot about this family so two Sundays went by didn't watch didn't peep didn't do anything Jesus, have mercy. And when Save the Penguins came out, that family was sitting there, right under my nose. And I said, God, it's either tonight or never. And that night, I pulled myself together. I said, I have the mind of Christ. I love everybody. I don't have enemies. As, uh, now, as I'm, I don't, I'm not angry with people. I don't sleep angry. I don't get angry up. If people are angry with me, there's a few people they will mourn when I'm dead. But I guarantee you, when the hearse pulls out, they will crack J.C. LaRue and eat Bolton." But I have decided I'm not angry. I will not be angry. I cannot stay angry. I, I'm not going to be Because The promises are new every morning. And I went after that service. That's many years ago. And I stood at the door. And as they came, I greet them and I say, can I visit with you? They say, we've been waiting for this. They did. You, you will not know what happened. She died a terrible death. After that. Not because I did anything. And I was as free as could be. Because I have learned. If I let that situation keep on. I'll be a prisoner on the inside. While I'm free on the outside. And that will limit your potential. Your ability. What God designed you for. And the last one is. I need to renew my mind every day because it's the key to peace and happiness. Whatever gets your attention, gets you. Our oldest son died in 2008. Now we have six phenomenal children left over. That means... I don't have in law children or outlaw children. We have phenomenal I have a phenomenal family by his grace and mercy. And they were not born saved. They had to work out and they serve God and they this morning they preaching and they hear and musical and whatever and grandchildren. I was in America when this happened. I can tell you the exact place where I stood when I got the phone call. Flew back at the funeral but for 18 months I was very angry. I was angry with God. Have you ever been there? God, this is not what I've bargained for. I didn't plan this. Children needs to bury parents. I can still see how I push the wheelchair with Nick in. Behind the coffin. And then I realize I'm spiraling down. My scars became my testimony. What life can give you? We December in America the next year, and Pastor Yak was with me. And I said, "Yak, you need to pray for me. I'm not going to make it." Said, "I've been so many years in this church. I've never heard you negative." I said, "I'm angry." He laid his hands on me. And I said, God, forgive me. Repentance is your golden card out of anything. I said, God, forgive me. It's not you that I'm so angry. And I said, Lord, I choose to forgive myself. Because in that 18 months after... 2008, my thought life was roller coaster. You become a master actor. You don't let people see. Because if you ask people today, How are you doing? they never say, I'm hurting, I'm disappointed, I go through something. Glory to God. God is on the throne. He's Jehovah Jireh. I said, I'm not asking how God is doing. I know what he is. How are you doing? And this is what it helps you. Mighty men and women who used by God are real people. Cannot be fakes. You can only be you when you are you. If you're anything else in life, you're going to be in trouble because it's going to be plastic. Maybe it helps somebody, maybe our viewers this morning, but let me just land. You are destined for such greatness. God has his hand upon you to use you and to flow through you and to do the mighty works. He instructs you that you can do it. And the the GPS of life is his word. The word of God. He wants you to build a strong foundation. And that's what we did for two months in June and July. And in August, how to build the strong spirit. And how to build a strong mind. The mind of Christ. Because... If you can build your life and you can manage your mind by the word of God, you will be guaranteed that the word will work for you in this time. God spoke a powerful word and he said, I will put my spirit inside of you so you are a container of the greatness of God, what he wants to do through you. And to put his spirit inside of you, uh, he knows that the mind is the area. Because Satan's strategy is, listen people, his major weapon of the enemy is to get broken focus. How many times did you say, today I'm going to serve God. Today I'm going to do it. Right now I'm going to give my whole life. Now I'm going to work for God. Now I'm going to wonder. Now I'm going to... And then suddenly something comes up—the the washing machine pack up. You say, "Now I'm going to be a giver in the kingdom." I'm going to. Then the car breaks down, and the wheel gets flat, somebody bump into you—all the strategies of the enemy. But what Gustav wants to leave with you this morning: don't let focus be broken. And the way how he does it is through distractions. When your focus is broken, these musicians, will you come, please. Your energy is spent in many directions without nothing significant to achieve. A distraction is anything. That has power directly or indirectly to snatch away what is truly yours in life. And Jesus said, I came, I came, he came. That you might have life and have that life in overflow. When I designed this, the seven eternal purposes of God for your life because everybody is this direction, that direction. And then I had to manage my life by His grace and mercy. On service one morning I was on the way. we didn't do an eight o'clock service and the Lord said, start the Afrikaans service 8 a.m in the winter. Came to the staff, and I said, the Lord said, I must start an 8 a.m. service, We and it's going to be Afrikaans. Everybody said, you're crazy. Nobody's going to come. They hardly come to the 9 o'clock service in summer, and what in the winter? The rest is history. That 8 o'clock service, I followed the instruction. I had to fight my mind. And from day one, we had a service packed, and until today. God is moving. So many new people and stuff that happened. Because I realize the seven things. Number one is the keyboard on. Yes, but Willy is he? phenomenal. Number one, you call to be loved. God loves you. God loves you. What kept me going is His love. He loves you. He called you to be loved and He called you to love Him back. I tell the Lord, I love you, Jesus. Just want to love you. You're so good to me. We could have been dead. You could have been crippled. You could have been fighting for on a life support machine right now. But he's so good. He wants you just to love him. We love you. Second thing. He called you to belong. You must be part of a family. Spiritual family. Your spiritual family is going to outlive your natural family called you to be part of a body that's God third thing he called you to become like Christ more of Jesus John the Baptist said and less of me that's why we call it discipleship you must be discipled The biggest problem is not the devil. It's a lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter 4, 6. It didn't say because of the devil. It didn't say because of Satan worshippers. It didn't say because of witch doctors. It says because of a lack of knowledge, my people perish. They go in prisons. My people. That's the Bible. That's why we disciple people. I don't want to serve God so long. A few years ago, you know, I'm five years away from 70. I thought I'm going to retire at the age of 60. And at 59, I took new fire. I have more fire now. We're going to build a 10,000-seater auditorium. More fire to see more churches. Some of the people start new service. services in Tableview, Robertson. This morning, welcome to Beaufort West and Oates on and different areas. Do more, Longabar. Or for God, Durbanville, Goodwood, Plattecroft area, more services. But that's why we need to disciple people. Next thing that I've learned, I'm called to be a blessing, to serve. Thank God for all the servants in this house, and they don't do it for money, they don't do it for fame, they serve. And I can serve. I can clean the church, pack up chairs, wash the toilet. Takes nothing of my dignity or my position. Somebody said, no, I cannot clean toilets. I've passed that. I'm beyond that. I said, phew, I'm serving God 52 years in full-time ministry, 46 years. I can serve people. I, I can do it. I've wiped people's and doesn't take anything from me sick people i can wash somebody it doesn't take anything of me i've learned greatness if you want to be great serve if you want to have promotion serve if you want to be promoted by god serve because jesus was a server he called me to be a blessing to serve He called me to be sent, making disciples. The only thing you take into eternity is people. You don't take fame. You don't take money. You don't take even your jewelry. I had funeral businesses. A lady discovered her husband disinherited her, and he had gold teeth. She came there with pliers. I don't know what she wants to do. And she said, not you, not the police, not the government, not the president's going to stop me. I don't know what she meant because, you know, darling. She went there and, my dear Jesus, he looked like a piranha when she was finished with him. She pulled every gold teeth out and she shouted, it's She said, you think you conquered me? I conquered you. And I'm going to make a big ring. And every time when I look at it, I said, I've conquered you. I don't want to say his name. Maybe you know him. Many years ago, you take nothing with, the only thing you take with is people. That's why the instruction of Jesus is to go and make disciples. The most neglected ministry in the face of the earth is to win the lost and make disciples. We all want churches and we all want fame and we all want to be important and we all want a position. People say, what do you do at Loftal?" I said, I'm just a janitor here. Who are you? Somebody asked me the other. day. said, no, I'm just a learner. I, I learn. I And then when the people say, no, he's the... said, no, no. I'm just the donkey that Jesus can ride on. I said it on television. Came in Biloxi. And in the time of the revival, and I walked in and a lady said, you're the donkey that Jesus is going to ride. I'm here to ride you tonight. And boy, I'm going to ride you. You're called to prayer. Jesus does not say if you pray, say when you pray. When. The Muslims pray so many times, and the Jewish people pray so many times. Your whole life needs to be prayer. I can tell you if you pray by your attitude and the way how you do things. And I can quickly say one of the staff, oh okay, they don't pray this morning, they didn't spend time with the word. And the seventh thing it's unchangeable. That's whatever settled in stone by God. You need to be a giver call to be a giver, generosity, and by faith. That's Jesus' nature, Given shall be given back to you. First seek the kingdom of God, this righteousness, Matthew 6, and do it as God is doing it. Then all the houses, the land, the car, the money, and whatever you are looking for will be added to you, but not before that. If God gives it, it's without <laughs> any regrets this morning I want to challenge you in this building because my instruction from God is raise up an army that can turn the world change the world they are sitting here you're phenomenal you're valuable don't look where you are right now, see where God's gonna take you. Don't be parked in the past. That's why I share. I normally don't share the stories I'm sharing because you know the flag, the people send messages and, and I share it when God tells me, and then I know there's a purpose to help somebody. If I can get one person this morning that can make such a quality decision for Jesus, to say, God, I'm gonna live out. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to do everything. Money is not my God. Fame is not my God. At a time, a university contacted me, they want to make me a professor. I said, I'm not in for that. Profess what? Somebody came and said, God said, I must anoint you as an apostle. I said, Apostle, what? What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything to me. Oh, you, I said, Prophet what? I said, I just want to be a servant of the Lord that can love people, can help somebody to do greater than what I've ever done in my life. That's why God is busy with a generation now all over the earth. Every nation, every nation is busy. This is a church of all nations to raise them up to change the world. You'll be amazed what people we had in the 8 o'clock service. But they come. Dutch reform. money, Another Dutch reform. Catholic. Because people suddenly realize there's a hunger and God wants to use you. And the most dangerous words I ever prayed in my life is use me God use me God's going to take you on that word are you ready this morning come on people get excited about Jesus are you ready this morning to say Jesus here I am every viewer I've heard the word of the Lord I'm going to manage my mind renew my mind daily God it's going to be a process and I'll, I'll share how do you do it the three pillars it's rest on how to do it every day so that you can be that mighty man and woman, that mighty young person in this building that will do mighty exploits for God. That, that seasoned person. I don't talk about old people. We are just recycled youth, all the recycled youth people. In our services, pastors, retired pastors, and the motivation is stand up. Don't just settle and just die. Do something. We're going to be a do-something generation that's going to change the world. If you're that person, will you stand with me? Father, right now, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. I thank you for every person in this building. I thank you for the anointing, the anointing that destroy the yoke right now and remove every burden. I thank you for a turnaround. I thank you for the the glory of God to touch, 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 touch. So that our minds will be renewed according to the word of God. That we will not let excuses. It's too far. It's too cold. It's too warm. It's not cozy enough. No, no, no. no. We will not let go of that. That will manipulate us or what people said. We are here with the Word of God this morning. Thank you for the anointing. Destroy the yoke right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just as a sign, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior this morning, and you say, Gustav, I need to accept Jesus right now. I've heard the word. I want to adjust you, you to wave your hand wherever you are and say, Jesus, Jesus, say, Jesus, somebody in this building. Let everybody say, Jesus, here I am this morning, Lord. You are doing a fresh thing. The fresh thing was your original plan. And I'm moving into the plan, the divine order of God right now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Say, no more limitations. Say, I had no more fear for the rest of the year. Say, I yield to the call this morning. I'm going to be everything God called me to be. Will you, will you tell the Lord personally? Say, use me, Jesus. Say, use me, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name think what a mighty army is going to move on the face of the earth because God's going to do it in your communities, in the places where you are by word that we can see these things happened in Jesus name. Are you blessed this morning? that the word help you? Somebody say the word help me. The word help me. Next Sunday all the services tonight loftel.com at 6 p.m. There's a 6 p.m. service. Uh, Pastor Lanzel will be preaching in hook. And as you know with the limitations still that we have. But let's move for God like we've never moved before. Brother Ryan, come and pray for us. And uh, in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your word once again, Father. Your word that penetrated our hearts, our minds, in the name of Jesus. Thank you that we will ponder on this word during this week. So that this word Father will change us that The word will transform our hearts Lord And also Father God our actions We put action to this word Lord We will be willing and obedient In this week in the name of Jesus Thank you that we are called Father God To make the change where we walk Where we talk Where we walk Father and where we move Father Thank you Father God for this word Once again Father in the name of Jesus We bless you Father We honor you this morning in. Jesus' name, amen and amen, hallelujah.